Welcome back to Strictly Footy. What is this, like episode 11, bro? Can't even remember. No, it's not. R10, yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah, episode 10, Saturday pod, midweek during uh, week two of preseason challenge. We'll be uploading all our reactions and our thoughts on the game on Tuesday. It might be a bit of a, a later upload. I'll make sure you're there. Um, I'm here with my boy Jared, bro. What's going on? Uh, bro, I'm on top of the moon right now. Glory days for the mighty Manly Seagulls are back on track. So, I, I, I'm amazing, man. Just, rem- high. just remember the Tigers beat Manly by 50 a couple bro, of years Bro, they were trial teams, bro. Nah. Trial teams? No, they weren't. Trial teams? Oh, they were Okay, fine. Whatever. They weren't. What? It's, all good. it's all good, bro. It's all good. Alright, so today we're going to get into the games that have already happened this week and then we're going to be going through a few teams uh, and our predictions for um, their most valuable player this season, uh, their most improved player, their wants to watch and their best buy of the season. So we're going through them, um, hopefully we'll have some differing opinions and I don't know, Mike and a fist fight over it. This is obviously inspired by... Um Clarky's Rugby League column on Instagram. So if you guys don't follow him, which if you're listening, you probably do, go drop him a follow. Um, he's still uploading the rest of his, but we're going to jam all of ours into one pod. But we'll kick off with the two games that have already happened. We, we'll just run through them quickly because we'll give you our thoughts on the um, the Tuesday pod before team list. But uh, what was the first game? Knights-Eels? Knights versus Eels. Ugh. Ooh, not what I was expecting. Um... Not good for my multi either, because I was looking at the lineups. It's like parallel. They look a little bit disjointed just because uh, they didn't have their full team in there. And uh, Knights were playing basically the best team they could for this season. So I thought the Knights might jag one in preseason, but um, the complete opposite happened. Yeah. Um, I don't much to say about the Knights. Their attack didn't really click at all. I was once again pretty disappointed with the forwards. Um, I didn't see too much for that, the names that are that there their pack needs to be going a lot a forward a lot better and um yeah that kind of had a domino effect into their backs because um we didn't like the look of Ponga either uh playing at six looked th- basically the same as he did when they tried it before in 2020 um Lockie Miller I wouldn't say it was very impressive would you nah they're there, but they haven't they just haven't clicked at all like the, I'll, I'll give them a pass this week because Pong obviously hasn't played what football in like six weeks. This is his first run out, so I'll give him a pass for today, for yesterday. But I'm not very impressed. I can't find a lot of positives in this game for Newcastle. Um, Parramatta, though, on the other hand, looked looked very yeah. good. Yeah, they look very good. They haven't really missed a step. I mean, I wasn't overly impressed with Hodgson again but if he just plays his role then they're not going to have an issue really yeah no I think um, just the, I don't know the whole team to me just seemed to click a lot better than they did last week I know a lot of players weren't playing last week but um, I was impressed by uh, is it Momosea yeah I thought Momosea had a great game um, wasn't too high on him before this game but uh, he's definitely looking well he looked good last game yeah, I was impressed with Sean Russell too. I mean, we were kind of pro Dunster before the yep. season started, but yeah, he, I think he scored a double yesterday. 
And he was kicking goals too. I think so too. I'll double check. I think uh, he got that one. Um, the next game, uh, Manly versus the Sydney Roosters. Now, I think everyone kind of expected the Roosters to come out and flog Manly given the teams that were named. But um, Manly in the first half just came out and absolutely dominated them. Um, I mean, the Roosters obviously weren't playing at their best. Uh, they were making a lot of errors. They looked a bit flat in attack as well. Didn't really have any direction. Probably because uh, both their halves were out of the game. Walker was kind of like a game game time decision. Um, but yeah, I was very impressed. Very impressed with my Manly Seagulls. That's, that's, yeah. all, that's all I can say. Well, yeah, their attack looked very good. Um, I think Flanagan's your attacking coach now, Shane. I think so. So what he's done there with that attack is really impressive. Um, but yeah, I don't have many comments. Roosters didn't have their halves, so it's not like they had much direction. I know they had Teddy there, but for what, half a game he was there? Then King came on. Yeah, I think he played like 60 minutes, something like yeah, that. Yeah, whatever it was. I mean, it wasn't that serious from Roosters' perspective. Um, how much did Suwali'i play? Because I missed that. I, missed oh, I'm, I thought he got injured in the first half, to be honest. Yeah, because he only had nine run meters. Yeah. So... Uh, I mean, I wasn't the cheese. The cheese was a bit on and off for me too. I think the first couple of games he's been okay. I wouldn't say he's been standout, um, but yeah, I'm not reading too much into it, bro. They didn't have their halves. Manly's attack did look very good, but they didn't have their halves. And then they had a couple. Uh, they had Corey Allen and Jackson Polo defending on one wing. So yeah, I'm, I'm not saying Manly's yeah. gonna go on and take take on the Roosters in the regular season. I think everyone knows Roosters will be. Premiership contenders this year, Manly probably not so, but um, I think the Roosters actually looked better when um, they kind of brought their younger players on, like your, your Kings, your um, Tuipul- they, they Oh, is it Sione? No, no, no. Sione Tuipulutu? I'll just have a look, bro. No, no, no. I'm messing that up. It might be Katoa, his last name. He looked very good when he came on. Um... Oh, who's that? Um, Pauga. Tui Pelodu Katoa. Yeah, okay, there you go. I was missing, mixing the two up. But um, yeah, I thought they looked much better then for Manly. I uh, liked the look of um, Gordon Chan Kumtong again. He was he was great. Uh, Cooper Johns managed the game pretty well, although I will, will say his kicking game was a bit iffy. Um, apart from that... Um, not too much to say about the game, in my opinion. KO Weeks really K- impressed me, too. He was, and Tolukula. And I think, I actually like, Garrett got himself involved from the wing. So, I'm not sure if I'd be messing around if I was mainly playing him at center too early on in the season. I'd, I'd be having Garrick and either Raymond or Tupelo, too, on the wing. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. I would agree with you, yeah. Yeah, so... um. I think that's all I've got to say on both the games, to be honest. Knights, disappointing. Parramatta looks good. A few standouts in that game. A few standouts in Manly Roos's game, but we're not reading too much into it, seeing as there's so many stars out. Yep. So, yeah, sounds good to me, bro. Let's jump into the... What, what are we going to call it? Is this just like... It's, it's kind of like a mix between... It's team predictions for... Um, team award predictions. Yeah, let's just say that. Team award let's predictions for 2023. So, as I said before, we've got the most valuable player to the team. 
uh, the most improved player uh, for this season. Uh, the like a play to watch kind of, uh, not necessarily a rookie, but just someone you think may have uh, kind of a breakout year, and obviously a best buyer, so their best recruit for yeah. this season. Yeah. So as I said before, it, it was inspired by uh, Clarky on Instagram, but he's done rookie of the year, and we're doing. Um, we're doing what to watch because we, we wanted to throw our own little spin on it. But, yeah, it should be, should be interesting. Well, you know, in the... Um, it's kind of like a new yeah. alphabetical yeah. order that the NRL's kind of released. But, um, obviously, as always, we'll start with the Brisbane Broncos. Who have you got as their MVP? Can you see my phone? No, I can't. Okay, good. MVP, I've gone Patrick Carrigan. Oh, okay. Because... Last year they were fine, top four. Carrigan gets suspended. They fell to ninth. So I think Carrigan's importance to this team is, isn't is just on the field, but it's his leadership. Um, the way he carries himself around the team, he looks like a, you know, he's he's only like 25 years old and he looks like one of the oldest blokes, most experienced blokes on the team. Obviously debate, uh, debuted for Origin last year for Queensland. Um not the biggest force in attack, but defensively, he's an absolute monster. I think him and Cam Murray are, are similar builds. Um, Murray's, Murray's obviously better in attack, but in terms of the way they play their game, like as a first receiver and then in defense, yeah, Paddy Carrigan, I think, I think MVP... The way I like to judge it is because in the NBA, it's always like who, who's just the best player. But I think your importance to the team actually matters a lot. And once Carrigan went out last year and then the Broncos completely lost their way, I think it showed how important Carrigan is to that club. I actually wrote Petty Carrigan and then I switched it up and went back to Adam Reynolds. Um, you've got, I mean, I guess uh, a few games... Um, overview as to what happened to the Broncos when they lost Paddy Carrigan and they were literally like you said top four and then they dropped out of the eight with four games left and they lost that game to the Tigers so um I think there's a bit to worry about there if you're a Broncos fan but anyway moving on I've gone Adam Reynolds I just think his game management um I know you've got other guys there kind of like Jock Madden now that can fill in which maybe drops his importance a little bit but in terms of when you've got your seventeen playing, I just think Adam Reynolds, the way he manages it, um, manages the Broncos team, has a massive effect on the way they play, especially with young players around him like yeah. Cobo, Farmworth, Walsh, those yeah. type of guys coming through. Yeah, but that's like any, that's like any seven for any club, to be honest. Like, um, that's yeah. That's like any seven. If your seven's not managing the game properly, you see clubs like the Tigers, the Titans, even the Bulldogs at some points. Um, if your seven can't manage the game, then you're not going to win games. That's why the Dragons, you know, keep finishing te- around the eight because they have one of the best game managing sevens in the entire comp. So the importance of managing a game is definitely up there. But I think having that leader in the middle, um, Payne Haas, isn't yet that guy and obviously Cape plays on an edge so he's not really in the middle having that leadership in the middle is huge for me and I, that's why I think Carrigan definitely leads in, in his 
in his importance and his val- his uh, value yeah, to no, the team. Yeah, no, I can agree with that, but I think he just said it. Yeah, if you don't have a game managing half, you don't win games. Yeah. No, I, so, I, I'm I'm not saying it's a bad pick. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying also Reynolds' injury history concerns me a little bit. Um, to the fact where, uh, he, it's it's is he really that valuable if you're always worried about him being injured? Like, I don't know. I I feel like Carrigan's like an Iron Man basically. I know he has had a bad like run of ACLs in the past, but you know he didn't miss a game last year until Origin and his suspension roll around. So. Yeah, Paddy Carrigan for me is MVP. No, no, I can understand Re- that. Reynolds is, I'm not saying Reynolds is a bad pick or outlandish or whatever. I think these two players are definitely a top two. I don't think you can go away from them. Yeah, um, interesting point though. I didn't really look too much into how often they're injured because I think if we're looking at most a most valuable player, we're looking at how the team performs with them versus how they perform without them. So I kind of think injuries is like... Yeah, it's, if you do, you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's telling. Yeah, it's telling. But then again, the games that Carragher missed, like I said before, yeah, they were getting flogged every game. Hundred percent. We'll move on to the most improved player. I don't think you're gonna have the same one as I am. So I'll let you go first. I've got Katoni Staggs. Um, he was injured last year. And, well, injured last year. I say in quotation marks. We don't really know if he was injured or not, but allegedly playing through an injury, like he said. Um, a lot of people tipped him to be huge and make origin, which he did make origin, but you know, whether you think that was deserved or not is still up in the air. He only scored like, I think it was five tries last year. Very underwhelming. There's a lot of hype uh, around Katoni coming back into the season. And I think he failed to live up to that. Yes, he did debut for origin, but that doesn't always mean everything. Um, pulling up his stats from last year, I'll find them later. But yeah, I think he had something like seven total try contributions. Yeah, I think he's he he can definitely double that this year. So yeah, if you're doubling your contribution, I think you you're far and away the most improved player. Yeah, no, uh, that's a good pick. Uh, I just feel like I've gone to Tony Staggs to be the most improved player for a few years now. And it hasn't happened. There was rumours that he was going to move to six with Adam Reynolds, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, Katoni Sags is going to have a big year. Um, I think when he's at his best, he's up there with the best centres of the game. But um, it's just whether or not he's playing at his best or whether he's at his worst. And there's, I think, a big gap between his best game and his worst game. My pick's actually Thomas Flegloch. Right. And I knew you wouldn't go him. And I just think... I like their 1-7 to so much. I like how... Just kind of how electric and creative they are with the ball. And I think that frees it. Like, if if you're running around the offense... uh, Sorry, the defense. It um, kind of... It makes it easier for your forwards to just punch a hole down the middle. And then set it up for them. And I think... Haas already kind of does that, and I almost I almost went with Marty Tapao after Harry performed last year, but I think Flegler, he did miss us quite a bit of time last year, didn't he? Uh, at the start of the year, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I, I think he could really come in and be one of, the, like, a, a, easily a top 10 prop in the game and could make his Queensland, could make the Queensland team. Yeah, well, he's been in the Queensland and in and among the camp for ages. So he's like a solidified origin player. The only reason I say Stags is because 
you know, we saw him against the top teams last year. He absolutely he destroyed Penrith when they went to Panther Stadium earlier in the year. Stags was ripping through Penrith, and this is where everyone was like, okay, you know, he's yep. back. And then, you know, he probably did get injured because you saw his play he just fell off a cliff. So I think consistency is key for Stags. I think you can't keep having like hot and cold games. Consistency is key. And if he can stay consistent, then he's in for a very big year. Yeah, no. Katoni Staggs, uh, Thomas Flugler, even Reese Walsh I thought about because uh, he had a very underwhelming year last year. Not a lot of people would have noticed because, I mean, he's playing on the Warriors. But he only had like two tries. He had two tries and I don't know how many tries this, but it wasn't that many. And um, I don't know whether that was just to do with um, the Warriors and their attack and... How they, f- how Reese Walsh fit into that team, but I think he had an underwhelming year last year, and I think he was another option for me as well. That brings me to my ones to watch. It's Reese Walsh. Mine's uh okay. I'll let you talk, and then I'll talk about mine. Just because he had such an underwhelming year for me last year, and he's moving on to a team that has a very, very good pack, in my opinion, and he's playing around game managers like Reynolds. He's got other kind of creative players there that he can play off and that um because Reese Walsh makes special plays he makes plays out of nothing and Broncos have a lot of players that can do that and I think they can all play off each other well I think Reese Walsh could become I don't want to say one of the top fullbacks because obviously the top fullbacks is the best players in the game at the moment Latrell, Tom, Teddy, Pappenhausen but I want to say he can kind of bridge the gap to those guys to what he is now yeah well the way I've gone is I've gone for Black, Blake Moser okay um, now it's more of like a rookie of the year pick which were you know we changed the ones to watch so he wouldn't do that but the reasoning behind it is I still don't think they have a solidified hooker and if they start the year off slow trialing Walters and Pace, I think they have either got to go smoothie or Moser and for me, you go Moza just for his upside. Um, I think he's one to watch in the reserve grades more than he is for first grade. Just watch how he plays, uh, watch his progression as a player, and you know you'll be able to see if he's first grade ready. I don't really have much to say about Moza. It's just really that that hooking spot is still so wide open for me. Um, yeah, I probably like the Walsh pick a little bit more. But you still need to watch Moser because you, this whole a number nine situation could cost the Broncos a top eight spot. I think it could cost them two. Best buy, I think we've both gone. Reese Walsh. Yep. yep. Don't really have to talk much about him. Best buy. They, it was him on the power. Yeah. And I think, well, yeah, Walsh is going to have a huge bounce back here. And he's younger, has a bigger upside, better for the future. Yep. Will be more involved in the team this year, being in the spine and yep. starting. So mm-hmm. I don't think we ever need to go into that too much. I think everyone in their right mind would have gone race Walsh. Yeah, agreed. On to the Canberra Raiders. My MVP pick, I don't know how high you are on this guy, but I've gone Jack Whiten. Go on. I feel like you're going to go like, a t- like kind of like a Tarpany or maybe even Fogarty because of how much he changed the team last year when he came in. But I think, I just think Jack White is still the best player there. And I think they'll, if they lose him like they usually do over Origin, they struggle a little bit. And 
He's a strong runner of the ball, can play multiple positions, is hard to stop close to the line, usually makes the right decision in attack, and there's a reason he always gets picked for New South Wales and even Australia. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Jack One. He he was my pick first, and then I had another think about who else there was on the Canberra Raiders for me to pick, and I haven't gone Joe Tarpany. I've gone for Hudson Young. Ooh, okay. Had a had an absolute storm home last year. I think he almost was the Raiders' top try scorer behind Seb Chris. Um, now it looks like Joe Tarpany might be moving to lock, which I don't like a lot. Um, I think you got to keep him at prop, but if that's the way Ricky's going to go, I think we might see a little bit of a decline in play from Tarpany. I agree. Um, team's going to be more aware of him this year around the ruck and whereabouts he is. I think last year he took a lot of people by surprise, but I've got Hudson Young just because he's a try-scoring machine, and you look at second rows like uh, David Fafida and Nanai, and you look at the way they scored their tries and you know the abundance in the way they scored their tries. Um but you look at the way they score them, and a lot of them are aerial jewels or fending off five defenders, right? Yep. Hudson Young scores such a variety of different tries, right? He scores off a beautiful line. Uh, he scores fending a few people off close to the line, 10 meters out. Um, he scores through the hands, whether it's in the air or chasing a grubber. He scores so many different ways, right? And he can create for himself. He, he's not uh, necessarily reliant on uh, whiten inside of him. So, I think, yeah, Hudson Young, I think he'll debut for New South Wales this year. Um, yeah, and I reckon he's the next best second rower in the entire game. He'll never be better than iPad, but... <laughs> I think he could be up there. Yeah, no, he's a machine, and uh, the versatility offers to Canberra, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in the 13, to be honest. He's just got great hands for a big fella. Um, at some point, if they trial him in the 13, whether it's this season or in the near future... Um, but yeah, Hudson Young for me is going to be the most valuable player for Canberra. I think that left edge, a lot of teams have a really dynamic left edge and it comes down to him whether that left edge is... Because he, he's going to create so many space for the players outside of him. Yep. Which kind of leads into my MIP pick, but you can kick us off. My most improved player, I was umming and ahhing about whether I should go Hudson Young because I really wanted to fit Hudson Young in here somewhere. I really like him and I 100% agree with you that he'll probably make his origin debut this year. Um, given that Cameron Murray can play both sides. Liam, he's on the opposite side to Liam Martin, Helmole, Kaloma Tungi. Some people have him in there. So I think that could be a really good shout. I've actually gone Seb Chris though. And like you just said, my most improved player is Jack Whiten. Uh, sorry, my most valuable player is Jack Whiten. My most improved player... Um, your most valuable player is Hudson Young. Both very, very quality players. And I think that just frees it up for someone like a Seb Chris close to the line. Yep. Because yeah. Jack Whiten and Hudson Young are two very hard players to stop close to the line. People are going to be... Um, closing in on them and just a ball out the backs of Seb Chris. Even he's cl- hard to stop close to the line. Yeah, he's got a very good fend, runs hard. Uh, he's one of my. F- he's actually one of my favourite players. Uh, top try scorer for Raiders last year. Top try scorers for centres. Um, not a lot of people realised it, but um, yeah, I think he will kind of just become noticed this year. Yeah. Yeah, and I really hope he does because he's one of the most underrated players in the game, if not the most underrated. Yeah, well, I'm very high on Seb Chris. I mean, you know that last year I, I was kind of watching him 
um, throughout the whole year. My most approved is actually Nick Kotrick. I think he was very underwhelming last year for a lot of people. He, he, scored he like, was in my mind. He scored like five tries, I think. Um, now, whether that's because the Raiders use their edges a lot or not, um, but I think he's going to have a big year in terms of returning the ball. He didn't make too many... Uh, too many big returns last year, which we used to see from him. He's a big body, um, and he's very hard to stop off a kick return if he gets his, you know, if he gets to full speed. I, I just think with Hudson Young being out there and Whiten being on that left edge, I think they're really going to try to go out there more rather than just trying to feed Rapata like they've done, or Rapata, I should say, as they've done in the past. I think Kotrick, he should easily get double-digit tries this year. That's my prediction. I hope so. It's very interesting because neither Kotrick or Rapiner scored many tries at all. I don't yeah. think Rapiner had more than five either. Well, the thing That's is... very weird for wingers. Wingers are usually your main try scorers. And then you look at Chris that had 17. Yeah. So Hudson Young's creating so much space where people are just jamming in. All he's got, all Chris he does, can just run it. Yeah, all he does is make that extra pass. Yep. Who is your uh, one to watch? Wants to watch. Mine's Eitan Mariota. Mm. Now, I think uh, he's only played one in our own game, so there's not a lot to go off. But um, I think he'll definitely be in that pack this year on the bench. And um, he's a very, very strong runner of the ball, and he's a big body, hard to stop. I think he'll have a breakout year this year. Um, yep. Probably their rookie of the year. I would say, unless I'm forgetting someone obvious, which I don't think I am. But, um, yeah, Mariota's my pick. I think he can get big minutes off the bench, especially if Tarpany goes to lock. Yeah. I've gone with uh, Corey Horsburgh, Big Red. Now, in the case that Tarpany doesn't go to the lock, he'd probably be the first in line for me. Yep. Uh, looks like Trey Mooney's been a little bit out of favour. Um, but, yeah, Big Red's had a lot of raps on him for a few years. I think he was awesome last year towards the back end of the season where the Raiders made their final push. <laughs> And I think he's going to be instrumental if they want to do it again. So, yeah. Once I watch Big Red, I think we're looking at a, a big impact forward. And if they still had interchange player of the year, he'd probably be my pick. Um, See, usually I'd agree with that. Oh, I, I do agree with a lot of your picks. I'm just not that high on Horsburgh. I'm not sure why. I've seen him for a few years now, has he been? Yeah. He just, for me, he just plays so hard and he's willing yep. to put his body on the line, make yep. the effort plays. And a, t- a player that does that, you can never fault. I agree. And my best buy, I've, I don't think they've signed a lot of players. I want Danny Levi. Yeah, same. I think he'll start at nine, round one. It was him or Fasami Solo. Yeah. And I think Danny Levi is just more likely to get a shot in this 17. Yep. Even though they've got... Starling and Wolford. Does it look like Starling's not going to be in the 17? No, I think uh, it's looking like Wolford's not going to be in the 17. Okay. Because that could be a very interesting battle for Canberra. Because if you you look at the way they're lining up, Starling didn't play the first week. Like, he wasn't even in the squad. And Wolford and Levi both played. Yep. And then Starling's 18th man this week, I think. So I think they're just getting him ready for the start of the season. And then Wolford and Levi kind of having a hooking battle. Okay. That's Fair what enough. it looks like to me. Bulldogs. On to the Canterbury Bulldogs. I'm going to be sticking with my theme of Haas MVP, and I'm going to go Matt Burton. Same. Same. I think really last year he took control of the team more than I thought because um, he spent most of the year before that playing centre and not involved as much. Obviously, being in Penrith, you're not going to get as big a role in the team, but um, I think he 
just took over the whole team, not even just the left edge, took over the whole team very well. And um, his kicking game was great. Bombs, short kicks, grubbers. He just did everything right. Um, he's now the goal kicker as well. I just think he does too much in this team not to be the MVP. And I think he's probably the best player there despite their good recruitment. Yeah, well, he turned into a superstar last year, didn't he? Get picked by Origin uh, and gone over to the World Cup with Australia. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about Birdo. He's basically involved in every single try that the Bulldogs score that's on that left edge. And now he's got so many weapons outside of him, I think it's hard to go past him for MVP. Yep, no, 100% with you. Don't think we need to stick on that one for too long. Most improved player. Now, I don't know if I'm high on this player or not, but... um, I think he will have to do an okay job just to uh, keep that starting spot. And I've gone with Hayes Perham. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like I, like I said, I don't know I how like high I am on Hayes Perham. Um, I wasn't particularly impressed with him at Parramatta, but granted he was playing in a position that he's not suited to play. He's usually a half or a fullback. Um, I just want to see how he goes. He's got a pretty good team around him. Um, it's not like he's expected to just come in and take over the whole team like, like a Reese Walsh was at the Warriors. So I think he could take to that pretty well, and I think he could have somewhat of a breakout year. Yeah. So I've gone Hayes Perham. No, I really, really, really like that pick. Um, I've gone Ryan Sutton, another recruit. Um, in 2021... Yeah, in 2021, he was really good for Canberra. A lot of people were uh, touting him really, really highly. Um, And I think he's going to get that starting spot, whether it be at 13 or uh, front row for the Dogs. I think he'll impress a lot of people. He looked really good in that first trial. Obviously, scored a try. Um, He offers a bit of versatility around that front line. And I just think he he runs off the short ball really well, uh, close to the line, and that's Reed Marnie's specialty. So if you're getting a hard runner like Sutton close to the line off a Reed Marnie short ball, it's going to create a lot of opportunities, whether he's receiving it or being used as a um, a decoy runner close to the line. Yeah, no, I can get around that. Once the watch, I want you to go first on this one. I've gone Alamotti. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, Bulldogs are kind of easy to pick. Um, Alamotti, obviously a really young center. I think he's only 19 years old now. Yep, 19. Um, And he's going to be playing on our left edge. And for an inexperienced player to come in and play alongside Kick-Out, Burton, and Adokar, there's not much more you could dream about, really, to be honest. Um, It's probably his ideal situation. He was really impressive in Cup last year. The stats don't really show up, but he's just very, very solid. From what I saw of him last week, he looks much more polished than he did last year. And, yeah, I think he's just in for a big year. He's basically locked down that starting spot with Arvrilo on the right. And, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to watch some Al- Alamotti ball. He looked really good last year. I, I mean, th- last week. <laughs> um, I think Alamotti, he's a very strong run of the ball. And... So is Kikau, who's going to be right next to him. Uh, Burton can put so, him through a hole. So is Birdo, though. Birdo's kick behind. Yeah, runner. exactly. So it's hard to stop that many strong runners on one side. And then he's got Adokar on his outside if a winger comes in, and Adokar will just run the whole field. So yep. Alamotti's definitely a good shout. I think he needs to work on his defense a little bit. But apart from that, he's a very, very good player, and he's definitely one to watch Yep. Uh, going forward. The other option I almost thought of was Franklin Pele. 
He's yeah. massive. He's a giant. He's 132 kilograms. And uh, I just think, I don't think their pack, or at least their props, aren't set in stone. And I think if he gets a chance, he'll be hard to stop. And I, I reckon he might be able to claim that. But I have gone El Morty, but Pele was crossing my mind. Yeah. No, he looked really, really good to me, uh, Pele. And they were saying he wasn't that impressive in preseason, but from what, from what I saw the other day... Uh, he looks very, very good. Yep. Take it with a grain of salt, though. It's obviously Charles. Best buy. Now, it's between two, 100%. Yeah. Who have you gone? I went Reed Marnie. Same. I've gone Reed Marnie, too, because kick out. There's so much a second rower can do to influence a team. But the nine is going to yep. change the whole dynamic of 100%. the way they play. That's, why That's exactly why I'm with you. So, I, I think Reed Marnie, you know, he's... he's Way, he's more experienced now. He's just played in a grand final, so he knows what it takes to get there in, in such a good Paris system. Um, yeah, I think the Bulldogs pack, and I think Marshall King was awesome last year, but he was more of a ball-running um, hooker than he yep. was a serviceman. Marnie's just there to just service the ball to all the, boy, all the big boys and hit them early and hit Birdo in his spots, whatever great, it may be. Great defender as well. Great defender. Gets through a ton of work in the middle. Yeah, I think I think you know Kikau's going to be awesome for that edge, but I think Marnie's overall impact. I mean, he's already been named a co-captain, so his overall impact and leadership through the middle is really going to change the way that uh, the big boys play for the dogs. Yeah, and um, what other nine do they have? Yeah, that's it. If if Kikau goes New down, Brown. you've got the chosen one, New Andrew Brown. Andrew Davy, <laughs> to come through. <laughs> they got or, or Preston, who was awesome. In oh yeah, car. Preston was good as well. I put him in my super coach team. He's only two hundred k. That doesn't that doesn't mean anything, bro. Yeah, I know, but he's like a. Yeah, like but he might a, not play. So. Yeah, I know, but he's a uh, shout. Trust. Uh, I think he's I not on my reserves. I or think anything, I did as well. Don't anyway, Cronulla, MVP. We're not even talking about this. Nico Hines, medalist. What more do we need to say? I hope he gets a little bit there's more help this year. There was even close though as well. Nah. So, Nico. I hope he gets a little bit more help this year though. Yeah, same. Right. Most MIP. improved player. Oh, no, go on. No, no, no I was going to say MIP. I feel like we've gone the same player. I went Teague Wilton. Nah. Ooh, okay. Nah. You, you go first and then I'll go. I think Teague Wilton will actually play 80 minutes this year. Uh, I don't think Wade Graham will uh, stay in the team too long in the 17. I think he's a little bit past his time. Great player in his prime. And oh, I don't know. I just feel like he built a really good foundation for himself last year. He's got Talakai on his outside, who I'd argue he freed up more than Talakai freed him up. Um, Moylan came into his own last year, started looking more like what he used to be than what he has been at Cronulla throughout his career. And, yeah, I just think Teague Wilton gets through a bunch of work. That's exactly what the Sharks want. He'll start playing 80 minutes, in my opinion, and, yeah, Teague Wilton most improved. I've got Will Kennedy. Um, I thought in 2021 he showed a lot of flashes of actually being a really, really good fullback. Like, I'm talking top seven, top six fullback in this league. Uh, Last year he had a few injuries and suspensions. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think he can definitely improve on his output. There was a lot of times where I saw his timing was a bit off um, with the players outside of him. I think that's just him getting used to playing with Hines as well um, because in 2021, Kennedy was the majority of the 
playmaking was through him. So I think if him and Hines can gel that combination a bit better, then he's got Nikora Ramey and a guitar outside of him. So he could be getting try contributions for fun. And I think he's got to step up his game because a lot of the competitions got stronger. So the Sharkies are going to have to win more games. And overall, they can't just rely on Nico Hines to do everything. So Will Kennedy's going to step up. He's going to have a lot of pressure on him because now, well, not really now because they let Lockie Miller go and Dykes is injured. But... You know, he can still be replaced at the end of the day. Mulatalo can still slot back there if they need to. They've got uh, Daniel Atkinson they just brought in. Um, yeah, I think Kennedy's got a bit of pressure on him this year to perform. And, you know, I think I think he'll take that with two hands. And I think we'll see a big jump out of him this year. Yeah, no, I think with Kennedy, it's just the consistency. Because yeah. he showed the signs, he the showed signs of being, like you said, a very, very, very good fullback. But there were some games where he just had shockers. The tools are there for, for Kennedy. Yeah. He's got all the skill. He just needs to put it together on a consistent basis. And I think Fitzy will will help him out this year. I think we'll see a big leap from him. I can't fault it, man. On my way to ones to watch, I've gone Jesse Colcoon. Yeah, go. Explain. I think the players in Cronulla at the moment... Oh, hang on. I've messed this up. My bad. I've gone Braden hamlin Ueli. Right. Cole Coombe is my second pick. <laughs> I've put hamlin Ueli as best buy, but obviously that's not that's not a buy. Um, hamlin Ueli, I think, before... Uh, did he break his leg? Yeah, I can't remember. It was but something he, like that. He spent like 16 weeks on the sideline. Before that happened, hamlin Ueli, to me, I rated him so highly. Yeah. He had a great start to the season. He's... <laughs> A very hard body to tackle. Um, I, I think he had that starting prop spot locked down. Uh, now it looks like they're going to lean towards Royce Hunt. But um, I think Harmon Ueli could get that back. And I just think he's such a strong runner of the ball. I know I've said that about literally everyone we've talked about this episode. <laughs> literally everyone I've said they're a strong ball runner, but they are. Um, I just think, yeah, Harmon Ueli. That's going to be my pick. Uh, most improved. I'm going for Teague Wilton. I don't want to watch. Sorry, I've got okay. Teague Wilton. Um, I I didn't go for him for most improved because I think we already know what he offers. I think he's just one to watch because of the opportunity he's going to get now. And he was really unlocking Talakai last year. I think a lot of people forgot about that. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I don't have to explain much because you already spoke about him for... Um, your most improved but I think if he gets 80 minutes this year he's he's one to watch because I think he could really solidify himself as top 10 back row in the comp and possibly even draw origin shouts to be honest because he's so solid and defensive and runs a great line uh, which sets up all the boys outside of him which is why Talakai and Mortala had so much early season success till Wade Graham came back they didn't really click on that edge um, and running off Manny Moylan's passes Teague Wilton was loving it so if he's getting that signing spot like we're hearing so many rumours about uh, I can't see any other way to go except Teague Wilton for play to watch Fair enough um, I had him for most improved for similar reasons. So I guess they can kind of be not not traded, but like they, they kind of co- can coexist. Yeah. Because yeah. most improved and ones to watch. Obviously, if it's one person to watch, they're obviously going to burst onto the scene. So yeah. onto my best buy. I've got to think about this now because I have Braden Hamlin you early. So. Should, I give you, should I give you mine and then you could just copy me, bro? 
At the moment, I'm thinking Daniel Atkinson. Okay, well, I'm going Oregon Kafusi. Oh, okay. Yep, no, never mind. Oregon Kafusi, definitely. <laughs> definitely the pick. <laughs> definitely the pick. Oregon Kafusi, I mean, he's going to have a huge impact off the bench. He's going to basically double the impact of Fafita or Aiden Tolman or probably both of them together. Yep. Um, no, that's no disrespect. They're just very old. Um Fafita was actually not bad towards the end of last year. No, it wasn't. But I think Kafusi bringing in some young energy. Uh, he's a big body. And he, yeah, he'll bring exactly what the Sharks need off that bench, which they did lack, which was just a bit of physicality. Um, and someone to put a big head on, run the ball hard, close to the line. Yeah, I mean, I reckon Kafusi was on a pretty good deal too that they got him for. I think he just improves their depth a lot. And I think he'll actually have a big impact for the Sharkies. I'm surprised the Dragons didn't sign Aiden Tolman, to be honest. He's, he's, he's just, he just fits what what they always seem to buy. <laughs> Colin, tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong, bro. <laughs> You're not anyway, wrong. yeah, I'm going Arkham Kafusi as well. You're right, I'm going to copy you because he's the only player that I can see actually getting minutes that they've signed. Yeah. That's literally the only reason. Everything you said is also true. He's a great player. Strong strong player off the bench, I think, for the Sharks. Yep. Uh, he'll get through his work. Everything mm-hmm. he said's right. Yep. I'm going to go with him. Yep. Dolphins. Who's your MVP? This is an interesting one. Who's your MVP? Who do you think I've gone? Probably O'Sullivan for another half. I have gone O'Sullivan. Yeah, same. 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 I think the way he controls games and his footy IQs through the roof, um, I think that's going to be the most valuable part of the Dolphins game. They just need to... Uh, they don't have, obviously, any stars, so I think that's just going to... That kind of makes him their most valuable player by default. Yeah. No, I like the pick. I mean, Sean O'Sullivan's just got such a high footy IQ that, you know, the games the Dolphins do win this year, um, he's going to play a huge hand in them. But my MVP is actually different to my best buy, which... Same. Yeah. So that's interesting to see because I think a lot of people would say, oh, if, if they're the most valuable player, why are they not the best buy? But... With the Dolphins, it's kind of like they're setting themselves up for the future too. So that's the way I've gone about my best buy. Uh, yeah, O'Sullivan, we saw him with Parramatta last year, feeling for Cleary almost just simultaneously. They didn't really take a step back when he was actually in the squad. And I think, yeah, his, his IQ and the way he manages the game will be big for the Dolphins in any game that they're in. And any game that they've got a chance of winning, I think he'll go a long way in helping them to do so. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Most improved player, I've gone Tessie New. I've gone Hammerso. I think Tessie New showed, like like kind of with Will Kennedy, like you said, he showed very good signs when he played, but he kind of just didn't get the chance to um, lock down, I guess, the Broncos' uh, fullback spot once they got tomorrow, Martin, and then uh, we all know how good Herbie Farmworth, and um, they were never dropping stags, so he didn't get the chance in the centres either. I think with uh, consistent game time at the Dolphins, he'll be able to show that. Um, he won't be in the spine, uh, which I think may work in his favour, given he hasn't played a lot of footy recently. I think in the centres is probably what suits him most in this Dolphins outfit. So I've gone with him as the most improved player. Yeah, I've gone with Hammer, and I initially did say that Tessinho was my breakout player for the Dolphins because I thought he was going to get that one jersey but he didn't so I've gone with the other the, the real fullback which is Hamaso who um, wasn't particularly great for the Cowboys last year even when he came off the bench you know he had stints where 
he was X Factor, but I need to see some consistency from Hammer. And, you know, Wayne Bennett's shown a lot of faith in him to bring him in and say, you know, I'll bring you in to be the fullback. But apart from that, I mean, I don't see him really improving, like changing anything about his game. I think it'll be the same old Hammer. So I think the system's just going to fit him better and Wayne Bennett's going to fit him better and, and instruct him better in being a fullback than, you know, the guidance that he got the Cowboys. I think it's just, you know, he's one of the best, most dynamic players on this team now. So, you know, he's going to have the ball in his hand a lot um, and they're going to be relying a lot on him to produce and whether or not, I think it could be like, I don't want to say resource from last year, I'll say the year before, uh, his rookie year. Yeah, a bit similar to that. You know, double-digit tries, try assists, whatever it may be, I think he'll get about 10-10 if the Dolphins score that many tries. But... Yeah, I think Hammer. He he he. I'm not gonna say he'll have a like origin level year, but it'll be a, definitely a big improvement to what we saw from his output last year with the cows. Yeah, no, I don't have much to say on that. I think you covered all angles angles there. My ones to watch. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm a noob on Supercoach this year. And before trials, I was just trying to fill my bench with 200k players so I could spend the rest of the money on the rest of that team. And I had this guy, and I was like. Bro, I don't even know who this guy is. And I took him out. And now I've put him back in because he's impressed me so much in trials. I'm going Jack Bostock. Yeah. Yeah. I he think good. he might actually nab a wing spot from out-predicted Asako Edric Lee. The way he's been playing. Well, Edric Lee's injured, isn't he? So, it's yeah, he basically is in. And I think he could do a very good job. Same. I like it. I like that pick a lot. Over to you, bro. Uh, my one to watch is Valence Tafari, who I'm very high on. Uh, I was saying to you before that he's he should be he should be locked in for starting center. Uh, he offers way more upside than you and Aiken and Branko Lee. We both know what they offer. They're not really gonna break out. Tessie, bro. Yeah, but Tessie's in. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, yeah. So Tessie be the right center. Did you drop Aiken? Uh, Aiken, I would. That's Tafari the, that's and Bostock would hey. both be on the same side. That'd be yeah. interesting to watch. Yeah, I mean, Tafari just looks like a beast. You could even bring him off the bench. He's that big. But, yep. yeah, I I think he'll probably end up playing in the centres. They might drop Aiken to the bench. Uh, whatever way you go about it, I could even see them using Aiken as a utility, to be honest, because he offers ball playing, defence, attack. Yep. He offers a lot. Maybe play a similar Dylan Walker type role. Obviously not with as much finesse, but you know he's still pretty good in attack. Yeah, I mean Tafari, I'm just very, very high on. I think if we don't see him this year, we'll see him next year. But he's for me, he he offers so much upside. Like you can't if you're Wayne Bennett. I know Bennett likes to go with his tried and trusted, experienced players. But um, this is a future franchise. This is not a win now franchise. It's a get your culture set and get your star players in. And they haven't been able to recruit a marquee player, so you may as well start trying out Tafari and players like that to see if you can you can kind of stumble across a gem. Yeah, no, well, we put a player um, spotlight out today of Tafari. Um, I didn't even think of him, to be honest, but I'll, I'll stick with my pick of Bostock. I think they will go... I, I just think Aiken's so solid. I don't think... They'll leave Aitken out. He'll, yeah. uh, and they've already got second rowers there. So I, I don't know if Tafari fits in this year, but I think he definitely should be in the team next year and just see how it goes. If the season 
isn't going to what the Dolphins are hoping. They're not winning any games. Maybe they start trying their young guns like Tafari. Yeah. And uh, even Katoa's not being picked in the team. So, um... I know you are cut about that. I was. <laughs> Still are. I don't see... I don't, oh, I don't see... Uh, he didn't impress me in the NRL trial game they played. He did in the Q Cup one. But, um... Yeah, I think Katoa has to be there. And that, that actually kind of leads me into my best buy. Just Katoa? I want Katoa. Oh, fair enough. Explain uh, to me. For future. Like we said before, um, he's probably not going to be the MVP of the team this year. But he's 18 years old. He's been dubbed one of the next massive players um, for a few years now. Um led the Panthers to an SG ball uh, title. I don't think I can go past Katoa as their best buy, just given his upside. Yeah. I mean, I've got Tom Gilbert. That's fair enough. I've got Tom Gilbert because coming out of a winning system where they, they played uh, preliminary final, final footy last year. I mean, I can't say much else. They got him on a pretty good deal, I think. And he's only like 22, 23, so he's a building block for the future. Basically similar to Katoa, but I think he's going to get more game time. So that's why he's my best buy. I think he's going to have a lot to build on, uh, especially under Wayne Bennett. I think he could turn into an absolute monster, whether that's at 13 or second row is still unknown to me, but it's not my decision. It's it's Bennett's. Yeah, no, no, I think I think Gilbert's probably the best the best buy. I, I can't falter. I definitely did think about Tom Gilbert just because I was thinking youth with the Dolphins because they didn't sign a marquee man. So I didn't really want to put O'Sullivan as the best buy. But uh, yeah, it was definitely between uh, Katoa and Gilbert for me as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gold Coast Titans. Who's your I want, MVP? I want, I want you to go first. For my MVP. Yeah. It's Tino. See, bro, from our podcast this year, yeah, I'm gonna look like the biggest David Fafita writer. Don't, bro, bro, I'm not. I, I'm not even that high on him. He's borderline, like he's the, at the bottom of the top ten in my second rowers. But I think, I, I think he'll go back to being good this year. I think he'll find his 2021 form, and I think he'll 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 reclaim his spot. As the Titans' best player, bro. Even if he goes back to that form, he's not better than Tino. So, you don't think his twenty twenty one form was better than Tino? No. He's unstoppable. No, he wasn't. Unstoppable, Can't, bro. Bro, he was unstoppable for ten rounds. Unstoppable Five rounds. Nah, Tino. Tino's MVP. He's captain again. They they bring in guys like Foreign, and he's still the captain. He's got a lot of responsibility. He's a machine in defense and attack. And I think he's going to be stuck in the front row this year. He's not going to be moved around like we saw last year. I think he's got a, uh, a definite position, which is really going to help the consistency of his game. And I think as long as the Titans are going well, Tino's going to be an absolute monster. I think he could be starting for Queensland this year too. Tino's obviously my second second pick there. Yeah. Should be your first. Though. It, was a, it was a toss-up. Most improved player. Dave Vapita. So why was your head in your hands before, Because he's not going to be the best player, but he'd be the most improved. Okay. All right. Explain. Go. Well, last year he was a horrific. 
Yeah, yeah, you know what? That's I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Last year they had they were trialing him in the centers, at lock, at front row, whatever it was, and he was still almost the borderline the worst player on the field for them and a liability in defense. I think he'll improve uh, outside Tanner Boyd. I I don't see him getting back to his 2021 form because I think that's just unheard of for second rowers. But yeah, no, he'll be it'll be good. It'll be yeah, okay. top, he'll be yeah, top seven know, second rowers. You know, yeah, he'll be a top seven I'll, second rowers. I can say that. Tops, I, I, he'll be a top five second row again. I don't think he'll be one, two, or three. I think that's kick out Papali'i and whoever else you want to throw in after them. I can't remember. The names aren't really flowing off my head right now. But I think, yeah, I think he he will be very much improved, but he won't be the MVP. I think Tino is just still better than him. There were two names that popped into my head. Uh, the first one was AJ Brimson. That's who I've got written down, but I'm actually going to change it to the next one. I think Brimson, going back to fullback, oh, it... What I'm talking about most improved, I'm talking about most improved based on last year. I think he could go back to his 2021 form where he's picked from Queensland just because he's going back to fullback, I assume, for 80 minutes a game. I hope they're not planning on bringing Jaden Campbell and then shifting around the whole halves. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's a great player from fullback. I think um, he's much better um, out of the halves just so he can play out the back instead of having to set everything up. Um, yeah, but my actual pick is going to be Sam Verrills. Yep. And that's literally just because, um, I don't even know if you can call it an improvement, but he will look better because he's going to be on a team where he's doing more and not just playing his role. And I know we've said that every time we've talked about the Titans, how Verrills just played his role perfectly at the Roosters and he's going to have more of an opportunity at the Titans to kind of branch out, do what he likes, maybe run his own... Um, I don't know, Kind of run run his own plays, go at a dummy half more and just, just have overall more of an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I can't even... I can't knock it. I mean, Sam Verrill's was my breakout pick, so I just think Fafita's going to really improve better on his form. He's MVP, so you clearly think so. I'm surprised you haven't picked two people in the one spot. Um, I mean, one person in the two spots. One to watch, I think we're going to both have the same player. Carl Pereira? I went Jojo Fafita. Oh, so we've got the opposite wingers. Carl Pereira, for me, he's just so electrifying. Some people even called him Baby Fox. I think he'll get that opportunity uh, at the start of the year while they, they have some injuries and suspensions in uh, Kelly, Herbert, and whatnot. I just really like his game, um, and I think he'll make the most of his his time on that wing, and I think um, that left edge will be looking really good with Firm or Shop. I, I assume Shop. Oh... It really depends what side they decide to put Sami on. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter to me. I think he'll be awesome. I think he'll score a couple of tries at the start of the year. Uh, he's a lot of people's pick for rookie of the year just because of the game time he'll get. He makes a lot of meters. He's a big frame. Uh, he's definitely one to watch because he could. Him and Jojo Fafita could be their wingers for ten years. The only reason I went Jojo Fafita over Cam Pereira is because. Um, Kind of just his height from coming from rugby. He was dubbed a future All Black, um, which is probably the most prestigious team in rugby union, I'd say. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd agree. And um, he can play one through five. 
So yeah. if they decide to bring yep. someone else on, maybe Sami's just still wing. He can come play center, have maybe a bit of bigger impact on the game. But um, I think on the side with um, it really depends who they put in that center role. To be honest, but you have David Fafita on his edge. If David Fafita's better, it might suck in more players, and Fafita might score more than Pereira did. Does not yeah. good. I just think uh, Carl Pereira's on that. On that uh, side, he's on that left side. Yep. And I think the right sides are going to be a lot of short balls to David Fafita, not Jojo. So whether Jojo Fafita gets that much ball or not, uh, it's unbeknownst to me. But moving on to my best buy, I've gotten Sam Verrills. I'm torn between Kieran Foran and Sam Verrills. And uh, Verrills is definitely setting them better up for the future. Foran might be there long. I just think Foran allows their spine to kind of go back to normal, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, well, not normal, but I think Brimson's a much better fullback. I like Campbell at 14. Um, Tanner Boyd's going to play seven instead of having Tanner Boyd and Toby... Se- or Brimson and um, Tanner Boyd. And I think he's just going to be there to kind of mentor the younger players as they come through in his final years in the NRL. That's the only reason... I have four and up there with Verils. Yep. I'm not against it at all. I've just gone Verils because, you know, they got a premiership winning hooker. Uh, he scored in the grand final before. And we haven't really seen him for an outsider manly, which concerns me a little bit considering he is old, so there's yep. not much room for him to change it around. Yeah, I think Verils is just going to lead them for the front. And it means Aaron Clark can shift back to 13 now. It means they're going to have a lot more clarity to where who's everyone's playing, or to where everyone is playing each week. And I, value for money signing, I, I think Sam Verrills is going to have a huge breakout year, potentially be in that Queensland like uh, depth squad. Yeah, I think he's going to be huge for the Gold Coast attack, especially close to the line. I think his service is going to be much better than hookers that they had in quite a while. Yep. And yeah, so Verrills like, a Queenslander. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yep. Moving on to Manly. Um, do we even need to go through this MVP? Yeah, we, we do, because if he's not healthy, then we have to pick someone else. So you want to pick a not healthy MVP as well? Well, I'm saying Turbo, if he's fit, he's the MVP. Turbo, if he's fit, is obviously if the MVP he's not, of this team. If he's not, You've then... seen how they play with him, you've seen how they play without him. If it's... he's not, then I'll go Garrick. If he's not, I'll go... I'll go DCA. Mm-hmm. I yep. just have to. Uh, it dep- really depends if Garrick shifts to fullback or not in that situation. But I think DCE, he has to be the one to take over if Tom's not there. And um, far out. I was watching the game last night and I was thinking what life at Manly would be like without DCE. I think he needs to give the ball off earlier than he does because Cooper Johns was just getting the ball out to Helmole and call it a cook. And they yeah. did. Yep. And KO Weeks out the back. Yep. And they absolutely destroyed them on that edge sometimes. I think DCA needs to do that more. And we saw how Hamole played when Forum was giving him early ball. I think DCA may even not, not, not take a step back, but just kind of look at what works better for the team than, as opposed to, how do I put this, like himself. getting himself stats. Yeah. Uh, I mean, which I don't think is what he's trying to do. No, neither. But uh, I just know. think he needs to give give the ball up early as opposed to running at the line and 
than giving it off late and expecting Hamola kind of just to push through. Yeah. I mean, we've gone Tom for MVP, though, so we'll talk about yep. Tommy. I mean, you saw what he did in his his last healthy season. He destroyed the entire comp, won Dallium, consensus Dallium medalist. Playing 16 or 15 games as well. Yeah. Um yeah, the bloke's a freak. As long as he stays on the field, he'll be the MVP for Manly. We, yeah, we don't need to talk too much about that. There's a lot of health concerns, but as long as he plays 15 to 16 games like he did in 2021, I think he'll be fine. And when we saw he's fit for round one, so he'll be playing against the Doggies round one. Yep. So I, I think it's something ridiculous. Like Manly has like a 71% win record with Tom on their team. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of that, those losses as well would have come in twenty sixteen, his first year in the comp mm-hmm. when he was playing wing, and yeah. we lost the first ten games of the year. Yeah, yeah. So he's 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 ridiculous. I don't think we need to go over why he's the MVP. I think everyone kind of knows it. Neither. MIP. I think we're gonna have the same player as well, Josh Schuster. Yeah. Again, don't need to touch on it much. He's got his move to his favourable position. He's slimmed down. I mean, you would have seen him last night. He looked a lot slimmer, looked fitter, looked faster. Um, yeah, I think he's going to have a good year. I'm not going to say he's going to have a big all-star type year, but I'll say he'll have a he'll have a solid introduction into six. It's not it's not it's one of the hardest positions to jump straight into. Uh, obviously, he has played there for majority of his young career outside of first grade, but. I think it'll take a while for him to jump back to being a six. And he's got DCE there too, which will help him guide around a little bit. Uh, I just think teams will be aiming to close him down knowing how good his hands are. But yeah, I think he'll have like a, maybe like a 25 try contribution total, something around that edge, maybe like 30. Yeah, I'll go 25. I think that's a little bit much just because he's a, I don't think he scores a lot of tries. So okay, 25 maybe I'll go try assists I'll go a little 20. bit. Yeah. No, he'll score. I, well, I was thinking about like a 7-18 split. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I actually think he's, um, he's kind of go-to is he draws plays in and creates an overlap. So I don't think he'll get the try assist, but so, you can so basically draw up the play to him. So he'll be similar to Matty Moylan. Something like that, yeah. Okay. Because he... Oh, you, you, you've seen some of the highlights yeah. of how he kind of just straightens up and takes like an extra few steps into the line and then throws it out the back. And it, it usually gets two or three guys to come in. He either plays a yep. short ball, throws it out the back, creates the overlap. So I don't yep. know if his stats will, if the stats will show just how good he plays. But I think all of his best career games have been at six when DCA's been out or Foran's been injured. So, yeah, I'm expecting a big year from Schuster. I'd, the only thing I can say is I'd like him to improve his kicking game a little bit for a half. Yeah. I agree. I mean, there's again, there's not much to say on Schuster because we both gone for the exact same pick. Who's your one to watch? I'm very interested. Gordon Chang. Yeah, so we got, we're three for three right now. We are three for three right now. I think we're going to go four for four as well. I feel like let's get into it later, but... I knew this guy, um, obviously remembered his name because it's a hard name to forget, but uh, I knew that he was supposed to be good in reserve grade, but I never watched him. I never kind of looked into him, and he's really impressed me in trials. I could be one of our best players. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if he plays 80. I don't think he does, but uh, he's a good defender in the middle. Um Good service out of dummy half, can run the ball very well. Uh, there's not much 
Not much else I can say about him. He might nab that 14 spot, and if he does, he's definitely one to watch. I like that pick. Uh, yeah, same as you. We've been we've been talking about them flirting with him being the utility now, um, and I think you know I would rather start with Croker and then bring yep. Gordon on in the middle. Best buy. Let's go, bro. We got four for four. I mean, we saw him last night. It was pretty impressive. Um, There's questions about uh, whether Ben Turbo or even uh, Finu might get that left edge spot. Yep. But not much to say about Kelma. I think he just needed an opportunity away from the Tigers. He definitely has a lot of talent. Uh, it just wasn't fitting with how the Tigers were playing. And I mean, the Tigers weren't good last year at all. So it's hard for a player to shine in that kind of system, but yeah, I don't have to say much too much. Say too much about Kelma. You guys didn't really sign anyone. I think yeah, exactly. you know, the only guy you brought in was Condon as well, wasn't it? There was someone else, I swear, but well, I can't think of it right matter. now. But yeah, Kelma is probably going to be the best signing that we have. All right, Melbourne Storm. Who's your MVP? I think we've gone different here. I went Monster. I went Harry Grant. No, I'm in the... I'm sticking with my halves theme, apart from, obviously, Turbo. But, uh, yeah, I just think Monster is the best player in this team. I almost had Monster as the top player in the comp last year, and it's hard for me to go past... It's just hard for me to go past Cameron Monster. They've got great players like Pappenhausen, Grant, all those type of guys that can also take over a game whenever they want. And if any of them pop off, Melbourne's going to be in the game. But, uh, yeah, it's just too hard for me to go past Cameron Munster. I've got Harry Grant because he's going to be playing 80 minutes this year and we won't have to see him interchanging with Brandon Smith at all. So we're going to see the full capability of Harry Grant every single game. And, yeah, I mean, there's, I'm not sure I have to say too much about Harry Grant. He's just a, such an amazing player. I wish he really stayed with the Tigers, but we got happy now, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, I think Harry Grant, he could probably win the Dalian this year, to be honest. I mean, I, I know our pick's Munster. Yeah. Our pick is Munster. Yeah. But oh, Grant is just so... He's so good. And I think he can... I think it's, That's why I don't know why people are tipping the store to be bad. Like... You got Harry Grant, Munster, Hughes, Pat when they're fully fit, managing an entire game. I don't think you go wrong. It's not like the rest of the players are just scrubs. Yeah. Olam, Raymond Smith, solid. Yeah. Coates. Great. And look at that pack. Still amazing. Asa for Solomona. Welsh Welsh was in the Australian squad before he's injured. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Most improved. I actually found this one really hard. I didn't. It came straight off the top of my head. I went Elias Akatoa. I went Xavier Coates. I thought about him. I think I think the ex- people expected him to go into Melbourne last year and be winger of the year. Yeah. And I don't even he he missed a lot of games through injury, um, you know, which is unfortunate. But at the end of the day, you got to make the most of your time, right? And I, he didn't really look at that try scoring dynamic weapon that we saw a lot at Brisbane, and that was a little bit disappointing to me. But, I mean, there's not really much you can say. He's still a quality player, and I think he'll bounce back a lot this year. I'm tipping around the 15 try kind of mark for Coates. But, yeah, nothing nothing really else to say apart from that. I went Elias Akatal because I just think uh, he showed uh, very raw. Like, he showed signs at Warriors. I know they were very raw, but uh, in a Melbourne system, with the players he's got around him, the spine he's got around him, he could he could easily have a breakout year. Yeah, I'm with you. I've gone. I've actually gone guitar for my one to watch. 
See, oh, I'm sticking with it. I've gone Jack Haworth. Now, I, I cannot bro. understand why he's on 500k if they're not going to play not him. Play, it's and crazy. he looks like a beast through his highlights and the, the few games I've watched of Q Cup. But I know he struggled with injury a little bit last year. But, um, yeah, I'm going to stick with it, although I'm not confident he's going to play. They're talking about young Tonomapeo and Green Anderson and that above him, which I'm very surprised by. But, um... Yeah, I'm going to stick with Jack Hawth. Let's just see if he can get into first grade and live up to his potential. Yep. Yeah, so last year... Sorry, I'm just back, uh, backing up my point about Coates. Last year, he scored... Oh, he scored 16 tries. <laughs> I'm tripping. There, scored... was, there was one game where he scored like five. Against yeah, okay, Newcastle. so that's a little bit stat yeah. Okay. I, I still don't think his metres and that was really that impressive either. So I just, yeah... I, I think just, everyone knows. Like, yeah, he wasn't the winger of the year people expect him to be. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. anyway, Elias Katoa, one to watch. He's going to be running great holes. He's just going to be getting drilled off Munster and Hughes everywhere. He's going to score a bunch of tries. I don't have to say too much. He's on a great con- little contract Melbourne got him over there for. And he has a lot of potential. And I think if there's any team that can bring it out of him, it's going to be a Melbourne store. Best buy. Sims. I went Taraxins as well. I just he, just because I want to just clarify that. Like, we're saying Katoa for most improved one to watch, but I think the leadership that Sims brings is just... He's just such a Melbourne hard work, yep. grinded out type player. Just the mongrel in him. Yeah, and you can't go wrong with him. He represent, He played for New South Wales game one at Origin last year. Sims is my best. Definitely my best buy. 100%. On to the Warriors. MVP. I struggled with this one. I've got a Fenua Blake. I went Fenua Blake too. Because I feel like the Warriors, you know, they can have all the halves in the world, but if your forwards aren't doing the work for them, then your team's not going to be going forward. And I think AFB is one of the more underrated props in our game. Uh, And I just, I feel as though if if the Warriors are going to have a big year, if they're going to push for the eight, then Fenua Blake's got to be in in top three props conversations. He's got to lead that pack around. Yeah, and he's got to march him around. So usually, I like Blake. to think to spine players, but I uh, yeah, I, I don't think the Warriors' spine is overly incredible this season. Even with like how good Metcalf looked in the first yep. trial, and yep. I I just think Adam Fenua Blake is too good a player not to be the MVP of that Warriors team, even though he's a prop. Yeah, I agree. He's so instrumental to everything that they do, even in attack. You know, he's got an off. He's got a great offload. He's even developed a little bit of a pass. So, I think yeah, he's so he's so instrumental. You know, he looks so good in a, in a beaten team every single week. Um, I think it's very hard to go past him. I don't, I don't even think they have anyone in that club on the level of talent as Fenua Blake at the moment. No. Who's your MIP? <sighs> This one was so hard for me. Really? Yes. Who have you gone? I'm not even convinced he's going to play, even though I know he should. Yes, we're different. We're different. We're different. It's okay. Viliami Vileo. Crazy. Crazy, bro. He was so good last year. He was one of the top try-scoring centers. Crazy. And he only played like 11 games. Yeah. No, he was good. He was good. He was good. I, and, and he's young. I don't think you can drop him. But uh, anyway, Warriors are in another day. I've gone Vileo. I just think he's so solid. I've gone Sean Johnson. Okay. Because right. everyone's backing him to have a big year and the Warriors need him to have a big year. I don't necessarily think he'll be at MVP level good, but if he can get back up to a top 10-7 like he was at the Sharks 
and like we've seen him I'm not tipping him to get back to prime SJ I'm just saying if he has like a solid season like we know he all can um, yeah, he'd be my most improved because yeah a lot of people are even saying he should be in reserve grade and they should run with tomorrow Martin and Luke Metcalf so I don't think you can do that uh, but if he uh, and yeah I, th- I don't think a player of his caliber will crumble under pressure I think he'll come out and not set the comp on fire but he'll be a lot better than everyone's expecting him to be yeah, uh, once a watch. Now, I think it would be a criminal offence if they don't play this guy. Who is it? And um, it was actually one of my not my non-manly favourite players. I've gone Luke Metcalf. Yeah, yeah. And he's just done his hammy, mm-hmm. which obviously it's never good for a player to get injured, but I think it gives them some time to see how CNK goes at fullback. And if that whole thing doesn't work, they can maybe move him to centre, shift tomorrow Martin a fullback and bring Metcalf in. But uh, part, th- th- that's the only way they can fit him into the team. And I think he's just too good a talent not to be in the team. Especially a team that's not competing. Well, th- they might compete, but probably not competing for the eight yet. Yep. I'm with you. I've gone Tom Ale. Okay. No, 100%. I'm, I'm with you on that. So, well. the way I the way I made this choice was, I don't know necessarily if Metcalf's going to be in the team, but I think Ale, through that Tigers trial and probably through this week, has played himself into a starting front row spot. Um, I'm really not sure about the Mitch Barnett at front row selection, but yeah. whether or not Ale's starting or not, he's going to have a great impact this year for the Warriors. They have something about bench forwards, and that Ale-Afoa combination off the bench could be huge in terms of swing momentum in games. Yeah, I mean, he was very impressive last week. Still in the young, recently re-signed to the, with the Warriors, and yeah, their forwards just thrive when they're back in New Zealand. So he's one to watch for me. I think he could be the next big, the next big forward out of New Zealand. That's fair enough. My best buy is tomorrow, Martin. Mine's Maravnia Kore. I had him, and then I just thought tomorrow Martin looks like he can play seven. He's gonna play six. Can play one. Uh, just provides that. They added a lot of kind of, I guess, electrifying players. I think he just provides that, like, game-managing calm side of things as well to go with that. I just think he fits the system better. Well, he fits what they need better than any of the other players they signed. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I've just got near Corey because I think he's, like... I would say he's the most dynamic player they signed. He's the he's the the closest to a to a star player that they signed, yep. and I think with consistent opportunity in that starting second row or center, wherever they decide to put him, I think it'll make the most of that. I think it finally allows the Warriors to decide on what their pack and where everyone's going to play, which is a problem they've had in the past few seasons. I think he's an excellent line runner. He's just an absolute machine in defense. He's just hits blokes for fun, and the Warriors need some of that mongrel in their team. And I think the way that he plays is going to rub off on players like AFB, Ale, Afoa, um, Barnett, whoever you want to name. I think it's going to rub off on them, and, and people want to go out and put their bodies on the line like Nia Corey does. And I just think... I heard they got him for a lot of money, and whether that's true or not um, is unbeknownst to me. Um, but yeah, I think he'll be the best buy by far. Knights MVP. I flirted with going Jackson Hastings because I think he'll probably be their best player this season. But it's too hard to go past Callum Ponga for me because if he has a good year or if he can find consistency, Knights are fighting for the top eight easily. But he just hasn't been able to do that over the last few years. 
but I, I think he's the player that needs to be. He's the player that needs to be at his best. I've just found the Equus contract. Sorry to interrupt you, bro. It's six hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah, I know. That's that's a lot of money. It's more than Papaliti. Just saying. What? What did you get Papa on? Six hundred. No way. I, yeah, bro. I There's no way you got IPAP on six hundred. No way. Oh, wait. No way. No way, bro. Uh, where is he? Yeah, 600. You got IPAP on six. What? No, that's munted. Anyway, I'm going to go Pong off for my MVP at Newcastle. <laughs> uh, my MVP is Jaden Bradley. I was going to go Jackson. What? Yeah, I was going to go Hastings. Because uh, Ponga looked not very good yesterday. He didn't convince me at all. Um, and the way Braley came back and was so good for Newcastle last year, it's just hard for me to go past him at all. I think he's such a solid rock in defence. He makes a 1,000 tackles. He's got such a good left-to-right pass and right-to-left pass. He can go either way. He can run our dummy half. He's got a short ball, long ball, early ball. He can hold it up. He's very smart around the rock. I think he's just so good and I think if the Knights really want to compete this year Bradley's got to be at his best um, and yeah I just I just think that he's got to he's got to step up for Newcastle to be able to win so Daniel Bradley is my MVP Moving on to my most improved player, I've gone Lachlan Miller, and that's just because he wasn't getting any first grade last year. I think their spine's good enough in to thrive as a fullback, and I think he could be dangerous just because he's got a great step. He's come from Rugby Sevens. I think everyone from there has a great step, can evade tackles pretty easy, and I think that could create a lot for them. So I've gone Lachlan Miller most improved. I've gone Daniel Saifidi, former Origin player, and he was pretty Paul last year, to be honest. There's a lot of pressure on the Saifidi boys this year, and I'm tipping him to bounce back in a big way and really be the leader of that pack. I haven't really been convinced yet that, that it's it's going to be a go-forward pack, but you know he, has, he, he needs to be able to carry that front row uh, alongside Jacob. But I think Daniel's probably got a bit higher upside after playing a lot more origin, starting for New South Wales. So, yeah, d- uh, big D Saifidi is... My pick for most improved. Big D Saifidi or big D is in for Daniel Saifidi? Like, like big body. Okay. No, like D because there's two of them. Saifidi. Okay, so like Daniel. Yeah, That's big you know. big Daniel Saifidi, sorry, I should say. <laughs> All right, bro. One's to watch. I got Miller. I went Kellen Ponga. That's a fair pick. Because he, he plays pick, I think yeah. both of them are fair picks, to be honest. I think that those two will be everyone's ones to watch. Yeah. For Newcastle. Just I just think we've been yeah, yep. Best buy? I guarantee we've gone with the same thing here, Adam Elliott. No, I got in Hastings. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'll go Hastings too. I want to retract that statement. That's crazy. <laughs> My bad, boys. <laughs> yeah, My bad. I, I was, think... I'm, what, how did I miss Hastings? <laughs> anyway, bro. Actually, no, no, no. I'm going to... You stick with Elliot? Well, no. But, well, I'm going to have to for the sake of the video. So I'm going to try and explain why Adam Elliot is definitely a better signing than Jackson Hastings. 
And then they just need ball playing at 13. Adam Elliott did that perfectly at Canberra last year. Sparked, sparked their eight push. Yada, yada, yada. Great. You go, Jackson Hastings. Um, the Knights have been after a, f- a seven since Pierce has gone. They've gone to Brooks. They've gone to Clune. They've gone to Clifford. None of them worked out. For whatever reason, uh, Jacko comes in and he was elect- he was so good for the Tigers last year. Best player to beat inside for numerous weeks. They moved into 13. He didn't really want to play there. Uh, they traded him off to Newcastle. And yeah, whether the Knights finish low or high, I think Jacko will have an immense impact on that side. Oh my God. I'm going to. Every pick now, I'm just thinking, did I miss someone? Right. Cowboys, MVP. I've gone away from my halves. I've gone Tamalola. I've gone Scotty Drinkwater. Okay. I think. Well, I'll, I'll go for it and then you can go. I just think he's going to have so much involvement in the attack this year. I think teams are really going to be looking to close down like Nanai and stuff. So, Drakey's going to have to make a lot of decisions. I mean, he was, he was top five in Dallium last year, almost top five in Dallium. He was amazing. And if the Cowboys want to make a big push, he's going to have another big year. So, for me, it's hard to go past Drinkwater for MVP. I think Cowboys have a lot of players kind of around the same level, kind of all fifth, sixth, seventh in their position. Drinkwater, you know, your Dearden's, your Tolongis, no, no, Holmes is up there. But I just think... I just think Tamalolo or even Holmes, I think they're probably on a similar level. I just think they've got... Probably another tier on the rest of them yep. at the moment. Uh, uh, yeah, that's why I've gone Town Malolo. But Holmes is definitely a shout as well. Oh, I forgot about Val. Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm sticking with Drinkwater, but oh, far out. I love Val's season so last I. year. He was a, a I, I had beast. a lot of questions over moving him to centre, but this definitely works for them. Uh, MIP. Reese Robson. I think... Ooh. Look... Ooh. Oh, they, the New South Wales squad really ticks me off because there's so many top-class players that can't make the squad yep. because it's so stacked, especially the back line. Um, like, Hines wasn't even in the squad last year. Until, was, until like, game three, I think. It was Dalliem. And then you got guys like Campbell. You, you know what I'm talking about. I don't think Robson will make his origin debut this year. Just because well, you got Cook, you got Appy, you got Braley who's been around the camp for ages, might be ahead of him. That, that That's probably a 50-50 there for me. But um, I think he'll definitely improve, and I think he'll definitely be in talks for selection if Appy or Damien are not going to play 80. Yeah, I've gone uh, Cohen Hess. Um, he's going to have a big opportunity to prove himself at second row. I think you know, he was all right last year, but I think the Cowboys need production on that edge on that left edge especially and you know I think he's going to have eight weeks to to prove himself as that left edge second row before Lukey gets back and I think he could really solidify himself as the left edge second row to be honest yeah no that's fair enough once to watch I went uh, I thought about Shadrugu but I just don't think he's going to get the opportunity yeah um so I've gone Helam Lukey. I know he's going to be out for the first 10 weeks or something like that, was yeah. it? Yeah, 8 to 10, I think. 8 to 10 weeks. But, um, yeah, I think he can come back into the side. And when he was playing last year, he looked like another one of those Cowboys players that was going to have a breakout year before it sadly went down. But, yeah, I, I think he'll pick up where he left off. bit self-explanatory for Lukey. I've got, I've got two names. I've got a slash. 
because it depends which one gets more opportunity. I've gone Sudrugu and Sylvester Namo. Now, we saw them both in the trial against the Dolphins. Uh, Namo, look, he's a second rower. Whether he can play left edge is, is a question to me, but he, he, he impressed me in that in that trial. Uh, Sudrugu made like 200 metres in the front row, so I think he's been my breakout player for some time. Um, whether they slot him in a prop or second row is, is unbeknownst to me. But, yeah, they're both both names to keep an eye on. Taniela Sadruga and Sylvester Nama. Both really young talents, raw yeah. prospects. But, I mean, we saw what happened with the Cowboys last year when they when they put the trust in some players. Like, yeah. They came out and bossed it. So, if either of these guys get the opportunity, I think they'll smash it. Best buy, I think we're both going over the same play. James, oh, no. who else have they signed that's going to get run at 17? Only Gajewski at the start of the year, but they've said S is the second round anyway, so. Tamo. Tamo, back home, leadership. Yeah. Not really much else to say. A bit more depth. Eels, I've, I think I'm a little bit controversial. I think I'm a little bit controversial. I feel like you've gone, I feel like you've gone Gutho or Brown. I've gone Moses. I've gone Brown. Yeah. I can understand that. I just think Mitchell Moses manages the game more than Brown does at this point. I think Moses allows Brown to kind of play his game. Um, so, yeah, that's the reason I've got Mitchell Moses. And I, I think they really, really need to keep him in Parramatta because I've got my concerns over who they're going to replace Moses with. Yeah, I've got Dylan Brown because, you know, he was a light in the comp up last year. And then they moved him to centre. I'm not sure what that was about. Not sure I don't know what it was about. about. Yeah, well, I'm not sure what that was about, but um, I um, I think that, you know, I think that Brown can take still another step. Like, we saw him in the World Cup with New Zealand. Like, he's just absolute beast. Um, I don't have much to say about him, to be honest. It's similar to your Moses pick. I think both of them play so well off each other off each other it was a toss up for me between Moses or Brown I don't really think about Gutho to be honest but yeah it's got to be uh, Big D Brown for me most improved player Big big Brown Big D Brown which what's Damon this time Dylan Dylan yeah Yeah, good um most improved player um I have no doubt in my mind that this guy well, actually, there's like I'm 99% sure this guy will be their most improved player. He looked so good yesterday, in my opinion. Yeah. Jermaine Hopgood. Guess what? I haven't picked him. Okay. Go on. I've picked Jack Murchie. Okay. I thought you were about to say Jacob Arthur. Okay, so I'll let, I think... Hopgood's kind of self-explanatory. I think everyone knows he just needed an opportunity. And, well, you could, you talk about him first, and then I'll, I'll go into my pick. I think Hopgood probably should have been in the Penrith squad looking at him. Oh, I'm 17 with Lenu and uh, Sorensen on the bench. Um, but then, uh, they, they went Eisenhuth, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I think Hopgood looks very good. Like we say, like we said ten times in our last podcast, we've been training the house down. Looks like one of the best players there. Yeah. Copy yep. paste, repeat what we said before about Hopgood. But um, yeah, but that's the reason I'm going most improved player. Jack Murchie now for me, he's not a household name, but the way I looked at it is if is everyone's got these expectations for Hopgood that he shouldn't 
be most improved. He should almost be like MVP. Like everyone thinks this guy's gonna play for Queensland, so it's hard to improve. Do you get what I'm saying? Yep. Like it's hard to come yep. out and improve on those expectations. Completely. No one's expecting Murchie to do anything. And from what I saw yesterday, it was very solid. You know, he ran over 100 meters, scored a try. I will say too. I think they'll bring Maddo off the bench when he comes back, and I just think he'll get the opportunity. I think he beat out Dury yesterday for that right edge spot, and now they got an injury to Lane, so they're gonna have to play both of them to start the year. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think yeah he's 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 a you know what he's great at, at shifting the ball, which is something Sean Lane's very good at. So if they can mould his game similar to Sean Lane, I mean they've they've unlocked another gem, and that's why I reckon Murchie is probably going to be the most improved because he has no expectations. Once to watch Sean Russell. Sean Russell. Okay, he looks very good in trials. I, I understand that it was at fullback for one of the games. But, um, yeah, he's just looked great. And especially in his debut, he had a hat-trick in the first half before he broke his ribs, I think it was. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go Sean Russell. Looks like he's got that wing spot. He's definitely my one sword. Yeah, same as me. He's got the opportunity now. Yeah, hopefully he can stay healthy for the full season so he can really see what he's got. 100% with you. Best buy. Hopgood. I went Hodgson. But if we're thinking future, I want to go Hopgood, but... Uh, see, I've been a bit inconsistent here with my themes because I was going future before, so I might go, I might go hop good in that regards. But for next season, I think maybe Hodgson, just because they lost Ray Marnie, <laughs> they needed a nine. Bro. Yeah, I know. I know. They needed a forward. I know, but but yeah, Hopgood's yeah. on like two hundred k. Yeah, I, I haven't stayed consistent with it. Looks so. like an absolute beast. Yeah, I can understand. I, I understand the peak because otherwise you're looking at Jake Arthur or Mitch Rain. Yeah. Which Hodgson's probably still a tier above him. But for me, Hopgood's by almost by the year. Not just no. para. No. Uh, on 200k. On, on his value. Best value, best value buys yeah. of the year. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, he's pretty self-explanatory. 600k is probably the best. I'm salty about that. We had 800k off a of Flagler. Why didn't we go after iPad? No disrespect to Flagler. I want him to come to Manly still, but I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I don't know. Uh, are we are we all good? Hodgson, they're pretty I'm, self-explanatory. I'm happy on that. Penrith MVP. We're not talking about this. Big Nene. Luke. Big Nene. What? I'm kidding. <laughs> probably caught me out there. Nathan Cleary. Um, he wasn't even healthy for like most of the season well not most of the season start of the season last year we're going to see him fully healthy this year all these operations are done he's got a bit more of a role now that Appy's gone he's still got a bit to prove you yep. know that he can play without a ex- really experienced nine um, he's almost the best player in the game I think uh, explain, really self-explanatory most improved I don't think we're going to have the same player I want you to go first can you go first? Because I'm still umming and ahhing about my pick. I've got Isaac Tago. Mm. Yeah, okay. He had a breakout year last year, in my opinion, but I loved him in the first year that he played. I don't know he didn't play a lot of games, but he was coming on at second row, lock. Um, I just think with the loss of kickout, now I know that's a weird concept, loss of someone on that edge is going to help, but um, a lot of the time... Because Kickout is a damaging ball runner on the edge. Uh, they were setting up Luai out the back to Kickout, and Tago was actually the... Um, what am I What am I saying? Um, support runner? Su- not support runner. Um, 
Oh, the decoy. Decoy runner. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. And I just think with Garner, he's either going to hit a hole or be the lead runner. I think Tago is going to get a lot more ball. And I still don't think we've seen the best of Isaac Tago. I agree with you, but I've got Spencer Lenu. Um, I initially had Luke Garner there, but I've got Spencer Lenu because it's a contract year. He knows that he has to play. That he has to play yep. if he wants to stay at Penrith, which, like the rumours suggesting, he wants to stay at Penrith. Uh, they got, he's got to prove to them that he's worthy of staying there. Otherwise, he's gonna have to look somewhere else. So, and he wants a starting spot in the NRL, and he probably still hasn't proved that he's a starter in the NRL either. So. For me, Lenny's going to have a huge year off that bench. Probably may, may play himself into a starting spot if Leota, if they elect to go against Leota. For me. Yep, no, I'm with you. One to watch. Sonny Luke. Same. I think, you know, the fact he's not even included in the squad this week for the trials, so that does concern me a little bit. Um, but you can't really go wrong with it. I mean, the dude had 20 tries this last year. In 22 in 20 games. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. He's obviously Tonga's nine. They made it to the semi-finals. No, yeah. they didn't. No, they didn't. They got knocked out just before the semis because Samoa, England, and yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, they didn't have a bad campaign. Uh, I thought he was all right. Um, we were trying to find out whether he played in the halves last episode, and we're going to each game. There's actually an NRL... Uh, on, on the website, there's actually a thing that shows where they played, and I can confirm he did play hooker every game of Cup. And he, had, and he had 22 try assists. Yeah, that's crazy. And I'm assuming most of that's going to be short balls to forwards. Yeah, which is... Crash, crash players, which, yeah. with Fisher-Harris and Lenu and those beasts. Sorensen even close to the line. Yep. yep. Garner. Going to be hard to stop. And I think Sony Luke is arguably the best nine at the club. I think Mitch Kenny you start with, but I don't see him playing 80 minutes. I think you have to have Sonny Luke on the bench. Yep, I love it. And I, I think he'll come on and just be a beast. Yep, I love it. Best buy. Luke Garner. I want Hosking just for future. <laughs> I don't know. I think future Penrith are a very now team. They're right now. I mean, I they're, they're now in the future. Yeah, no, so, I can understand both picks. To be I've got Luke, Garner originally. Luke Garner's going to get more opportunity. Yep. Um, he's going to be the starting second rower. Probably going for great value. I always kind of liked him at the Tigers, just think he wasn't used right. Obviously, again, playing in a poor team. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know much else to say about Garns, to be honest. The only knock I do have is he, he switched a lot between right and left edge. He switched yep. a lot between right and left edge, so I don't really know where he's at home. Uh, but if it's on that left edge at Penrith, then... I'm not sure he'll be able to find a home there. I agree with you. Moving on to South MVP. You don't want to talk about Hosking? Not really, bro. I, I don't think they signed a lot of... Um, you know they're the same age? No. Yeah. Bro, what? I think Garner might be a year older. Maybe not even. What? You pull up Hosking, I'll pull up Garner. Oh, I already pulled up Garner, bro. Oh, I'll pull up Hosking. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. What? Hosking's 25? Yeah, no, so there's two years difference. Garner's yeah, two, no, I'm Garner's with you, two bro. years older. I'm with you then. Garner? I'm with you. I thought Hosking was like 21, bro. <laughs> it's casual, bro. Yeah, so you're sticking with Garner now? I'm going with Garner. Okay. All right. Rabbitohs? 
See, I've gone with Latrell as MVP, but I can see you pulling like a Cam Murray. I've gone Latrell. Okay, good. Um, I think Cam Murray is the best player on the team, the best player on the team. Oh, I but I think very close between them. Hear me out, okay? I think Cam Murray is the best player on the team, but I think Latrell holds more value. I think Latrell holds more value because... and is slightly. Better than Cam. Oh, uh, no. Nah, I can't because Camo is the best lock in the game. But yep. for me, Latrell, well, Camo is better, but Latrell holds more value in what he brings to the attack and his leadership and the way the players listen to him. I mean, Camo does the same thing in terms of leadership, but Latrell and attack, like you saw them with Taff. I know that you like Taff as a player, but Latrell is just a different animal. And for me, if South are going to make the top four and even top two or win the minor premiership, Latrell has to be on his best every and game. How poor were they last year without him? Oh, they were horrendous. They struggled. Yeah. Like, bad. Mm-hmm. Who's your most improved? I, I don't know if you can call this most improved because he hasn't... Uh, there's not a big um, a sample size of him actually playing. And when he does play, he looks like a beast. But I just think he'll have... He'll put his name on the map. I've got Isaac Thompson. So have I. We both we're both high on Isaac Thompson. I went through a little bit of a phase where I wanted color color on the wing, but uh, no, Isaac Thompson's definitely the best option. Look at his cup stats. Look at his cup games. Even the games he played in the NRO is great. Yeah, he's de- yeah he's definitely going to improve. I've gone a little bit away from my thing of people who've played a lot of first grade and now they're going to take a bit of a jump. But yeah, I mean I think he's just going to be. Oh, I, I reckon he could be a top 10 winger in the comp just out of sight top 15 almost so. yep. top, t- top 15 top 10 almost so uh, yeah I think he's in for a big year I think South haven't had a reliable winger on that side for a lot for a few years yeah a few years and yeah I think his try scoring form shows us that he's more of a finishing winger rather than like a Tane Milner or a Mansell kind of running it back kind of guy uh, yeah I, l- I love the inclusion of Thompson, I was very impressed with him last year. I think he can build off that for this year. One to watch. I've gone Dabby Moale. Yep, big D Moale. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's not much to say, I is there? I think he's just a massive prop. Uh, massive prop? Massive body. Even for a prop, he's still got a big body. But um, hard runner. Very hard to stop. He, he reminds me a little bit of Payne Haas. I don't. They're very raw, but it reminds yep. me of Payne Haas. No, like um, I mean, I pick pick for the same reason. He's a young guy, so he's definitely one to look out for due to how young he is. Um, I don't have much else to say. So that's really easing him into the team. So whether he gets regular minutes at the start of the year is uh, questionable. But I think towards the end of the year we'll see him pretty much as an integral part of that that bench unit. Right now, best buy. I'm pretty sure we're going the same. Best buy. South haven't bought anyone. So, do you want to go best retention? Latrell. Yeah. Cool. All right. Now uh, onto the Dragons. <laughs> MVP. In my if my no, stop it. We don't even need to talk about it. Let's skip. In my notes, I've got MVP Hunt. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Who else am I gonna pick? Who else am I gonna pick? That's all it says. Is Hunt. Lol. I went Ben Hunt. Oh, wow. That's a hot, <laughs> that's a hot take. Bro. That's a, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I mean, what else do we need to say? Was well, this going to be his third year run and winning MVP? It's not, even a cl- it's not even a question. Yeah. Lomax could have been up there back in 2020 or 2021. Yeah, that's true. Most improved. I struggled with this one, to be honest. I did for a while, and then it came to me about who I wanted. Who? 
Zach Lomax. Look, uh, okay, we'll disagree on this, so we'll go forward. I'm with Moses Sully. He was so good last year, though. He, like... I like the edge switch for Moses Suli. I, I, I know I know you're going to use it for Lomax as well, but I don't like it for Lomax. I love it or for the Lomax. Dragons, for that matter. I think it's good for Suli individually, but not for the Dragons or Lomax. Okay, I'll tell you why I like it for Lomax. Okay. Because he, he is a dominant right-hand player. Playing on that right side means he, have to, he has to pass left to right to get no, it up no, to no, Rabba. No, 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 Lomax is... Pl- oh, wait, no, no, go, go. No, no, no. Repeat what you just said. I'm talking about last year. Okay, yeah, okay, so I was going to say he's on the left side this last year. Last year he was on the right edge, right? And he, he's a right-handed player. Yep. Right, so that's why he's forcing that flick pass because he's not comfortable passing left to right. So him being back on that left edge means he's passing right to left more comfortably. So... In my opinion, it's going to open up the game a lot more for him. He's not going to be forcing these stupid flick passes and these fancy passes just to be able to use his strong hand. It's all going to be in the flow of the play. He's going to be able to break tackles easier. He's going to be able to get his arm free easier. I think it's just going to be way oh, way more beneficial for Lomax's game for him to be on that left edge. I was going to say, though, because I'm right-handed. I prefer to pass to the right, not to my left. Yeah, and and oh. I I just think his flick pass, that, that that's the main reason that I think he's not going to have that on the left edge unless he's going to flick it back inside. But that's what I mean. They're trying to stop it. Yeah, fair enough. He, I, he I led just, the league I, in errors last year. Yeah, I also don't think it's good for the Dragons because I think look maybe okay it could be good for the Dragons but not for the reasons that their coach is saying. Because he said it's for defense, but I think Rava and Sully, out of their back five, no, okay, out of the centers and wingers, Rava and Sully are the two weaker defenders. No, I think Rava. I think Fina is a better defender than Rava and Lomax is a better defender than Sully. See, I would say. I reckon it's just vibes on that right edge, bro. Good, good attack, but I, I don't know where they're going to be in defense, bro. I think they'll leak a lot of tries down there. Yeah, I'm not convinced either. I mean, I I think Lomax is a better defender than Sully, but oh yeah, he is. That's 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 what I'm saying. Fina and Lomax. Well, I don't on one agree. Side. I don't. Yeah, I don't agree that Fina is better than Rava. Okay, that's fair enough. I think Rava gets bigger hits. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm on like the Steve Maddai like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, either uh, way, I wouldn't say Fina is like super clear of Rava. It's just he's a better reader of the game. One swatch, Sloan. See, Should I say Amboy? I've got zero confidence in what I'm about to say because... Sullivan. Yep, Sullivan. But I don't even know if he's going to play. I've just gone Sloan because he's going to get the chance at fullback and if he messes it up, he's not going to play. So he has one one shot, one opportunity. Agreed. Best buy, Ben Monot Masala. You didn't even, bro, you didn't even talk about Sullivan at all. I don't even know if he's going to play, bro. But he's so good. Yeah, I mean, okay, maybe not yet, but his upside is very, very high. Yep. Could be a great running six. He's not a bad game manager. I just think he's a bit small. I, I think a smaller halves are probably better suited to six, and I think his his gameplay is better suited to six as well, especially yep. off especially off a of Ben Hunt. But if they want to go burden and Embly, whatever. Okay. But, Best buy. But I, I don't have a lot of faith in it. Best buy you got Murdoch Masilla. Murdoch Masilla. I got Zay Musgrove. Um, for the sheer fact that he's going to start this year, probably he can start every week. 
He's going to get the minutes, going to get the opportunity, playing off the back of Ben Hunt. He should be pretty good. Uh, him and Little have obviously played together at the Tigers. I know that's not the biggest dynamic duo ever, the best dynamic duo ever, but it's something. It's MJ um, and Pippen of NRL, bro. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I just think Zayn's going to get a bit more. He's got a bit more trust this year. Um, yeah, I haven't got much else to say, to be honest. Australian signed like three players. I think with some of your um, reasoning, I think Murdoch Masilla starts now that Bird's going to play six. Um, I also just think Murdoch Masilla and Musgrove were pretty similar last year, in my opinion. And uh, I just think Murdoch Masilla, going off the year before that, he could be a good, like, an above average prop or second role or whatever he's going to play in the game. And uh, yeah, that's why I'm going to go off. That's why I've got Murdoch Masilla. I think he's got a little bit more of an upside than Musgrove, but I think Musgrove's a bit more consistent. Yep, I'm not against it either. Roosters MVP. Teddy. Sasko. Teddy. No explanation needed. He's in everything. Plays third half. Runs it. Can throw cutout balls. He's literally all of their best players in one, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say about him. He's he's almost one of the he's one of the best fullbacks ever. Like yeah, I don't I think he can do anything. Yeah. Most improved player. I, as long as they play him on the wing, I've got Jackson Paulo. So do I. So do I. As long as long as they put him in the wing and they don't decide to move Corey Allen to the wing and then play Jackson Paul in the centers like they did against Manly in the trial, he 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 should feast off yep. off that Roosters attack. Yep. I think he can grow. I think I think what he lacks right now is confidence, and I think if that Roosters attack can unlock him, he'll get that back. Pretty quickly. Yeah, I got Jackson Paulo too. Um, wasn't overly impressed with him at South, but a new, a new change. Of, uh, I mean, a change of scenery in a new situation can always be great for the career of a of a player. So, I think out, being outside Joey Manu uh, is going to help him a lot. Um, I mean, playing in that Rooster system, you're going to score tries. We saw Suwaliti last year on that right edge. Um, yeah, I mean, I got nothing else to say. I think Polo, if, if he can score ten tries this year, is probably a really good year for yep. him. Cool. I think he'll score more than ten tries as well. Just well, if, he, if he does, then he's outdone my expectations. Then he is the most improved. Once to watch. <laughs> I don't know about my pick. I think. Yeah. He's probably more of one to watch in cup and whether he can get into first grade in a few years' time. He impressed me in trials. I went Siwa Wong. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Just because I'm still not convinced on some of the bench forwards that Roosters go with. Like, Egan, I was going to say Butcher, but Nat Butcher's a great player at the moment. You could even say Nat Butcher because he's going for, or- like, there was talks of him being yep. in the Origin camp. Yep. But, um, yeah, I've just gone see Wai Wong. I feel like... He might be able to push his way into the 17. Uh, he impressed in trials. He might be given an opportunity if something, if there's an injury, something to do with that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to see what I want. I've gone Joseph Swilly because he's got he's got to move to centre, and it's it's a big ask. It's a big ask. He's he's been moved in basically his second full year of first grade to a different position. He's only just adjust. He's only just been adjusted. To playing first grade yep. on the wing consistently. He's so, 19 as well. I know. It's, a big, it's a big ask. It's a big ask. He has played centre before, so, you know, there's probably a bit of comfort 
He was a right edge. Well, he, as well, yeah, though. but that's what I mean. He played right wing, yeah. right? So it's easier adjustment than moving on to the other side. I don't... I think it's a... And uh, Robert doesn't do this much, but I think it's a very media influence move. I don't think it's something that needs to change at all. Um, yeah, I feel like it's very fan media based. I would have just signed a center, but because they've got Paul, I would have just, I would have just played Junior Pauga, bro. He's been sick. Anyway, what I was gonna say is because I would have just signed a center and kept Suwali on the other wing, but um, yeah, I'm gonna. Say that because they've signed Paula, it's probably the best move. Yep, best and getting spot. him more involved if they if they've got him as their future fullback. Yeah, yeah, I I I think he'll probably go back to rugby. To be honest, me too. I actually I actually feel like he would. Did you see Cameron Murray the other off topic anyway. Yeah, Cameron Murray was saying he might go as well. Best buy Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith. They then not, least... not. I I'm not I'm not saying like. Best buys and yeah, he's gonna make this team so much better. I'm saying best buys and like he's Brandon Smith because I don't know. I, I I'm still not convinced how how he fits in this Roosters team. Neither. I think he's a great player, but I'm not not sure if he fits into the system. I think I think halfway through the game, I think he'll switch to thirteen anyway, yeah, and Turpin will go to nine. Yep. But what does Radley go to an edge on the bench? So when it's him, does he not play eighty? I think they'll bring Brandon Smith on the front row. Yeah, okay. Last team, the Tigs, the Tikes. I almost went Appy Coruscant for everything. <laughs> the MVP, I've gone Appy Coruscant. MVP, I've gone Appy Coruscant. I think he's the one that's going along this whole team. I think so too. I think he's definitely... The, I, I, I thought about Dewey just because he's younger and all that, but no, nah, Coruscant is the captain now. He's, like I said, I'm very high on him as nine. I almost have him on Harry Grant's level, which a lot of people don't think it's even close. But, um, yeah, I've got Happy Coruscant. I don't think there's much else to say. I think he can just unlock. He's a, cap- he's a captain now too, so there's yeah. a lot more pressure on him. I was going to say he's got the armband, but it's like soccer. Um, yeah, but he's got he's got the captaincy. He's got a lot of pressure on him. All the players are basically saying he's changed up the whole culture, changed up the whole mood within preseason. And I think he's going to unlock a lot of people's games, which moves me on to my MIP pick, Brooksy. Ooh, okay. Brooksy is going to, and I'm going to be laughing in everyone's face when Brooksy returns and ends the season with a 25 try contribution season. I hope you know we're saving this clip. So and we're posting it whether or not if he's really good, you're gonna have when one Luke over Brooks, everyone. Or, okay. or, or if he's okay. really bad again. Listen, when Luke Brooks ends the year with twenty five plus try contributions, you can all come laugh at me. How much does he usually have? Do you want me to tell you? Yes. Uh, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. By year. Give me a sec, give me a sec, give me a sec. Give me a sec, because I also need because something. Because I feel like he's not that far off 25 already. Well, I need something to base my prediction on. So I'll say 30. I'll say 30. I'd say he's in the... Okay, wait. I don't think... When it comes to stats, I don't think Brooks is even that bad. It's just the way he looks. Sometimes he has brain brain snaps. Um, he's probably not game managing best. I don't think it's a stats thing for Brooks. I think he's actually good statistically. Uh, last year he had. Uh, hold up. 
Hold up. No, keep talking. Because I think he scores tries for a half. No, he doesn't. He didn't. For a half, he scores more tries than average, I'd say. And then why can't I just I find the NRL website, right, bro? Right, let me let me let me get this up. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Great. I got it. Great. Last year, he had two tries. What? And ten try assists. He had twelve try contributions. Okay, twenty-five. Yep. yep. Whatever works. He's gonna. He's going to more than double it this year. My most improved player. I actually like that pick. I really do because he's got. He's he's got a really good pack ahead of him, and that that, that sometimes mm-hmm. all you need to unlock a yep. half. And a very good nine. Exactly. I think this guy had an absolute shocker in the games he played last year. But he did spend a lot of the year on the sidelines because of injury. I think it's similar to the Schuster situation. As the why Schuster was so bad as well. I'm going to Stefano. I think Stefano will be in and around the origin camp. I really like that. Yeah, I really like that. I don't think he was good last year when, when he played. Obviously, he was coming off injuries and all that, so... Yep. That's my pick. I love that pick. I'm going to go... Now, I had Folletti for one to watch. Okay. But I'm going to change to Stefano. Oh, okay. Because Stefano, for me, isn't going to be the most improved because we didn't really see what his form was like last year. His, full, his, full, his, his last full fit season, he was in the origin camp, right? Yeah. So... He's my one to watch because how he comes back from that injury and whether he can, you know, show up in the starting pack and have a starting role. Still young as well. Yeah, and tear up. But yeah, I mean, what you said is basically hundred percent right. He can he can come out and be the best front rower in this club. Hundred percent this year. Uh, my other pick was going to be Folletti because I don't think the center way, the center situation is still sorted yet, uh, and I think if Folletti's tearing up in reserve grade. Or uh, SG, SG Ball or Jersey Flags he playing this year? I think SG Ball. Yeah. So if he's play, if he tear, if he's tearing up an SG Ball, then oh, actually it might be Flag because he's eight eight now. Yeah, it's Flag. You're right. It's Flag. I just get them always confused, bro. Excuse he played SG Ball play. last year. Yeah, wait, but um, anyway, my pick is Fanul Polo. Mm. I think it's yeah. very impressive. In the games he played last year, even in his debut, he looked very good. And he's got probably a few props ahead of him. Um, and he's got a big pack. He's got IPAP. He's got uh, Stefano, Joe, um, Clemmer. Tall's in the club. I don't think he's better than him, but Tall's there as well. He's got a massive pack just to play off. And I think if clubs... Uh, sitting and having Offer Hengawi, Stefano, IPAP, all them running at them. And then when those guys go off and they get a break and they've got to face Fanua Pole. It is just SG Ball, by the way. Oh, he's playing SG Ball this year? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Pole is going to be great. Yeah. I think I think you can't go wrong with Stefano or Pole, to be honest. I think they've both got the same kind of expectations. Can't fault it. Do you see they compared Pollock to Talmalolo? Like the next... Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's a lot he's of... He's a very good ball runner. He's got a good fend. Yeah. I hope. I hope. Um, my best buy is Isaiah Papali. Mine is... 
Happy Coruscant. I didn't want to pick two people um, for every... For... I'm telling you, I almost I almost went with him for all four. Actually, except most improved. But IPAP is my best buy because we got him for 600k. Yeah, fair enough. If you're looking at value, I never, I didn't think about value when I was writing about any of these. I just thought, who's going to improve their club the most? I didn't think about how much money they were spending or anything like that. Yeah. I, I think happy. I think iPad will improve the club significantly too. Same. So yeah, Best Buy iPad was literally only because of the value. I think him and Appy are going to do a lot of similar things. I think Appy will probably be a bit more instrumental just because he's in the middle and he's captain. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to watch the new recruits from all from the Tigers and come back to these predictions. I mean, we, could we do should it. do that podcast as well. Prediction reviews. Yeah, we'll do it halfway, halfway through the halfway through at the end. Whatever, whatever. I'll that brings sure. us to the end of the seventeen teams. It's been a longer podcast. Yeah, I didn't than uh, what I expected. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, hope you guys enjoyed that one. Um, be sure to tell us if if you agree, disagree with our opinions. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of mixed mixed opinions on uh whether. Tom was right, whether I was right, or whether neither of us picked the right player. Yeah, um, I'm sure you've all got breakout stars that you think will come out and play. Um, yeah, that's it, bro. That's it, and I'm gonna go enjoy the charity shield now. Yeah, I know. We're gonna have to start from start. KO, bro. Right, a little bit over time. I have that's a seven good. leg multi. Yeah, well, for today, I hope it comes care. off. Bro. That's what you care about at the moment. Multis and super coach. <laughs> And the podcast, obviously. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Um, everything's in the lake, Jerry. I'm not going to go through and explain where the capital letters and all that are in our Twitter and TikTok and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, go to the link tree. Last podcast will be there. If you actually tap on the Strictly Footy podcast, the latest episode will come up there. Um, yeah. Click on our Twitter. Uh, click on the TikTok. Follow us everywhere. Give us some feedback. Like, comment subscribe when we get youtube that that seems to be the phrase that goes off like comment subscribe so that's it bro simple as that anything else i'm done it's the final word that's the final word lads all right so see you next week see you lads